You're listening to Intent Topics, a podcast about all things growth. I'm your host, Logan Kelly. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Intent Topics. Today, I have an exciting guest, John Anderson of Side Hill Consulting Group. Uh, So, John, excited to have you on today. I think what you are working on right now is important and valuable to leaders right now as we're really in a tricky time, no matter how your organization is faring. So go ahead and introduce yourself and frame up what we're going to be talking about. Great. Thank you. Great to be here. Um, So Saito Group was founded as a focused organization on strategic top line advisory. We work to help accelerate strategy execution and consistency in revenue growth through all types of organizations from small to mid-sized businesses with certain subset of services to very large enterprise organizations in aligning and moving their teams forward in a more consistent and productive way so that strategic initiatives are executed in more, not only more successfully, but also uh, in a more rapid and effective manner. So right. Um, awesome. Awesome. That's exciting. So let's talk about uh, this, this idea of, you know, getting everybody moving in the same direction. I think we're, you know, it goes without saying we're in, we're in some weird times right now. So what are some of the patterns that you're seeing right now in your work and, and you're identifying and, and working to address? Uh, great, great question. And this is uh, what is happening now in the time of, of coronavirus and, and all the changes, both economically and personally, as well as professionally, that people are are experiencing, is uh, a microcosm of what normally happens in the world in, in business, in that change has occurred in the environment. And, and that could be a change in the market. It could be a change in communication. It could be a disruption from a competitor or technology or some other, some other changes happen. And organizations are having to rethink what they're going to do, uh, not just what they're going to do in the short term to get through the current state of massive uncertainty from one day to the next in so many cases. But then once things start moving back towards normal, what is that normal going to look like and how is how are the impacts of that new normal going to affect the business and, and how the business is going to adjust where it's going and what it's doing in order to meet its its requirements. So the things that we see most in organizations that we're seeing right now is a combination of both. All right, what are my short-term objectives? What do I have to do to keep my team um, employed? What do I have to do to keep my team busy and engaged and motivated, first of all? And then when that is exhausted and no, there's no more options to do there, what do we have to do to start putting together our return to normal operation plan? And then third, once we're back in normal operation, what is that going to be? You know, what is the environment that we're going to be operating in and how can we move it forward? And that's you know that, that business leaders are asking themselves these questions now is, is brilliant um, and it's wonderful that they're doing that, that every business owner is asking themselves these things now is unprecedented. And and that's the that's the big change that we're experiencing today. So one of the one of the things that, that you've mentioned to to me as we as we've been talking, you know, outside the podcast here, um, 
you know, and it's interesting. So, so you mentioned this is before COVID even, you know, 80% of all strategies fail or are considerably mm-hmm. delayed. Yes. And then companies deliver an average of 63% of the financial results that their strategy promises. Right. So as a, right. as an executive looking at those numbers in the best of times, how, how, what, what are some things that, that you're thinking about as far as like, you know, tactical, really actionable, um, you know, things that, that people can be doing as they're looking at their organizations kind of at that enterprise level. Yeah, great. And when you think about what's happening there is that, you know, the, the leadership team in the organization is getting together annually, quarterly, you know, whatever their, um, their cadence Mm -hmm. is and, and putting together plans for here's where the organization needs to go next. This is our, this is our, big overarching strategic plan for the next year, for the next three years, for the next five years, in some cases, even longer. And, and they all start out enthusiastic and engaged and excited about here's what we're going to do. And we have all of our regular work that we're doing, all of the things that, that happen on a day-to-day basis that need to pay attention to. And we're going to add this or shift some of the things that we're doing to this new focus or this improved area of execution. And they all go back to their their offices, their desks, their home offices. In this case, as we're seeing now, and right. they start and they start doing work. And what happens as in the course of doing work is people get focused in what they're really good at. Uh, if they're mm-hmm. in marketing, they focus on the all the things that are really good in marketing that marketing can do to help execute on the strategy. The same thing happens in, in IT and, and development, in engineering, operations, sales, finance. Right. Every, every function right. is really great at their function. And they go back and they operate within that function, maybe not in a silo, but certainly in, in sort of this envelope of expertise. And stuff happens. During the course right. of the first quarter and then the second quarter and the third quarter, people change positions. Uh, you, maybe you lose key staff. Resources become scarce. Resources become abundant. Um, and that drives what people are doing and the activities that people are focusing on back to the day-to-day that they were doing before this great new initiative came on. And, and sort of that that daily focus takes precedent. And right. the, the communication of what needs to be done of the activities that need to be done to move the initiative forward, start becoming diffused from the leadership team down <laughs> through the other levels of the organization. So that, you know, the, the leadership team once started out all on page and excited. And then, you know, it's that old game of telephone, right? Where you, right. I told someone and I told someone, I told someone, and, and you know, pretty soon we're going to grow the business by 20% shifts to everyone's getting three days off next year for free. Um, right. And it's a completely different message, a completely different focus. Um, right. What and what? Why that happens is because everyone is focused on doing what they do best, and they're losing sight of and direction of what it is they need to do to move the organization forward towards these new, most important goals. These the primary objectives that the the whole team needs to work towards. So. Yeah. The, the challenge is how does the leadership team, and, and really this is, this is the challenge that all CEOs face for the, the most part, um, and some are, are experienced at moving through this and others um, are consistently challenged by this, and it's not because they're not good 
at leadership is that they have a team that's really good at leading their own teams, right, and which is, right. which is, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, a mechanism that comes from hiring really great people. And, mm-hmm. uh, the, the challenge for the CEO is how do I communicate down to every functional level, every activity level of the business? I need you to do this this week so that when you do your part and that person does their part and that person does their part and all across the entire organization, when everyone does what they need to do this week, we're on track this week. Right. And, and then the following week and the following week and the following week so that every week everyone is – aware of, reminded of the importance of, <laughs> and executing on the activities that are going to help them reach the individual goal for their seat. And that combined everyone else with everyone else's activities, the whole organization achieves the goal in a more consistent and frankly, a, a much faster way because things are happening in synchronization and the priorities of what's being done are what are moving the whole organization forward at the same the same time. That's that's not an easy that's not an easy task uh, right. to keep everyone on on point that way. And that's that's the challenge that people have in moving these initiatives forward, particularly when there's rapid change happening and multiple types of change happening all at the same time. So um, that's what we that's what we see, and that's that's one of the primary areas we focus on is helping organizations get to that level of what are the the KPIs that happen at each group, at each team, at each seat, yeah, and how do they need to happen on a week to week basis, not waiting till the end of the quarter or the end of the period right. or the end of the year, right? right? Every yeah. week, so that everyone's doing the things they need to do in the right priority to move the organization forward. And then they can go back and they can do all the stuff from yesterday that, right, uh, right. that they're used to doing and that they, you know, that they focus on. So, yeah, it's interesting. I, I heard a quote uh, a couple of years back. That was, if you measure your days, then you'll have some good days and bad days, but you'll have more good days than bad days. If you measure by the week, you know, yeah. it's the same at the week. If you measure at the month, it's the same at the month. And if you measure the year, you could have some good years and some bad years. So, you know, it really is interesting. Like, how you measure those KPIs, but I think it it increases by orders of magnitude as the organization increases. And I know some of your work has been kind of building a toolkit for for how you can do that at scale, at a large scale. And I want to talk about that in a second. But mm. one of the one of the interesting trends that you know, or or one of the interesting not a trend, but but something I've been certainly thinking about, and I think a lot of people have. Is you know the the you know you we talk about essential workers. We talk about you know there's certain frontline. There's certain parts of organizations that that might be taking an outsize you know outsize importance to others. Mm. Um, and and I'm interested what you think about how how that's going to affect. Like, are there going to be power imbalances? Are there going to be things that a CEO has never had to be faced with because, you know, it just, it's not business as usual. Right. And so, so there's kind of parts of your business might be making more money than other parts. And and so how do you, how do you see like the getting things aligned or shifting KPIs, understanding that there might be like forces outside the organization that might be making those changes? Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, I think, I think so. I, you know, if, if I can summarize that, you know, there's, um, 
particularly in times of rapid change, there's different parts of the organization that are going to be impacted more strongly yeah. than others. And when you think about what's happening over the course of getting a strategy built and executed, um, that's the natural flow in, in that there are times when certain elements of the organization and, and the activities that they're performing are more critical than other parts of the organization for getting that strategy moved through moved through and, and executed on. So right. an example might be a, a, a SaaS organization. You know, the, before it can be effectively delivered, um, it has to be designed and built. Now, uh, that doesn't mean that sales and marketing shouldn't be going out there promoting and getting ready and you know, stuffing the pipeline and getting ready to mm -hmm. deliver a whole bunch of product. And they can do all those all the things they need to do in a fairly consistent, fairly um, methodical manner with good measurable uh, KPIs that are more or less the same on a week-to-week -week basis. I need to put these many opportunities in the funnel per week. I need to have a close rate of about this much. I need to reach these many people uh, with my marketing campaign kind of kind of measures. But in software development, they have a they have a series of things that have to be done in in critical steps. There's building out the framework. Then there's adding code, modifying code debugging, testing, running, going back, remodifying code, all of those things have to be done in, in series. And it's critically important that those be done not only on time, but really well in order right. for the tool to be delivered in a, in a timely manner out, out to the public. So what sales and marketing are out there promoting is actually deliverable on the date that they're being promised. So the importance of IT's functions in that development phase would be weighted higher yep. as a measure of whether or not the organization is on track for achieving its objectives than what the sales pipeline looks like that week. As the product development becomes more clear, finalized, that date becomes more solid, what sales has put in the pipeline and the way they're able to close those opportunities now becomes critical because that's where right. the money is going to come from that pays for all the work that's being done. So the... You know, different everyone has good activity focus that they need to be working on we call we call those acceleration KPIs that they're doing every week and each week those acceleration KPIs will be weighted in different groups and different functions a little differently from one week yep. to the next based Very on cool. the importance to the overall the overall tool and the overall That's objective. awesome. So yeah. so you're not saying at all, you know, create a strategy on you know launched on Jan one of the year, and then you know that that plan is going to unfold, um, you know either perfectly or you know everybody's going to be doing an equal amount, or there's going to be equal importance at every, you know every stage. There really is room in the in the strategy to to adjust with external forces, or there needs to be that that room, and you know there's the ability to to sort of shift those KPIs as as those things happen. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, and the, yeah. and the the importance of of measuring that every week is that you're you're tracking every week, right? Who whose whose activities are ahead or behind schedule, and when they're behind, um, why why are they behind? You can when you can identify that on a week to week basis and address that every week, and give people. You know, it's a lot easier to catch up when you're three days behind than when you're three months behind, right? 
right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. And, and so, the, particularly when those when when the when the red line pops up on one of those key activities for that week, the the management team leadership team can focus in on that and say how do, how do we fix this right now? How mm-hmm. do we put this back on track right now so that it you know what what could be a problem in three months is averted, and we stay moving forward at um, basically an accelerated rate at that point because we are solving problems and uh, faster and preventing larger problems from coming down the line because we have visibility into them. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. And one of the things that that you know I've talked about a lot and I I believe wholeheartedly is like the the where we are right now in this time. Um, there's a lot of like best practices that if you're doing, it's great. If you're not, you better start. And then that's going to, you know, you can carry them for the next 12, 12 months, whether that's sales, marketing, operations, whatever, like being really good at what you do is really important right now. Um, but one of the things that's, that's always tough is when you have people on your team who are missing goals, right? So say they can't control that goal. You know, COVID, for example, hits them hard. You know, you're, man- you're measuring on a week-to-week basis. Um, but there's that that kind of people can get demoralized when they're missing goals and, and it feels like there's no way to get there. Um, so yeah. what are some things that, that you would do from, uh, you know, from either, uh, you know, an aspirational or transactional, whatever the, the style is. But what are some of the things that that you're doing or seeing or coaching, you know, the people you work with to really help teams get back on track, even though things think disproportionate setbacks might be occurring at, at these times. Oh, heck yeah. And especially at these times, right? The, yeah. there's, we, we've done a lot of work, had a lot of conversations with people about, um, do I change the goal? You know, do I move the yeah. goal post? Or do I just recognize that uh, we used to be on the 10 yard line and now we're way back? <laughs> we're way yeah. back on the 50, right? So right. Um, the the goal hasn't changed. We're just in a very different position than we were uh, right. a couple of months ago or even a couple of weeks ago. Um, the, you know, the, the guidance that we bring in, um, this comes from an assumption that most people know what to do. And most people in an organization, in fact, we know, you know from studies in our own, our own case studies, it's about 82% of people in, in, in businesses overall want to do the right thing and want to know how they can contribute to the overall success of the organization because that's why they're there. You know, right. um, you know they're, they're, they're working there for a reason and whatever those personal reasons might be, it's so much better <laughs> to go to right. work and go and then go home feeling like you've accomplished something and done your part than going to work and being frustrated and going home and bringing that frustration home and having your kids and your wife pick up on it and, and then living in an environment of, of despair. You know? um, right. So we like to guide people to going home with a feeling of gladness and happiness and satisfaction because that has an amazing impact on the world overall, just -hmm. because of all the other people they come in contact with. How we do that, particularly in times when things are out of control. Um, I did what I thought I was supposed to be doing and it didn't work. Um, the, The best way to work with that is to one, understand that you were doing what everyone thought was the best thing for you to do. You were doing your best at that. And if it's not working, 
um, and we're set and we're identifying that very quickly, we can start figuring out why it's not working. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that is the way you're executing on it, whether it's the process that you're executing on it, maybe it's um, the overall um, impact of what you're doing has changed because the environment has changed. I, you know, I can't close right. five deals this week because all of my clients have been furloughed. So we have to identify that so that um, additional activities, future activities, um, whether or not we move the goalpost or just re- align the position that we're at on the field to make sure everyone understands you're, you're, you're fine. You did great. We're executing all of our plays really well, but you know, penalties <laughs> Yeah, yeah. either, either caused by someone on our team or uh, by actions on the other team yeah, um, have, yeah. have or moved us. Yeah. Have, exactly. Have, have yeah. moved us back. So um, it's, it's the importance of having really clear understanding of, did I do the things I needed to do and did those things result in a positive, positive outcome and recognizing that consistently in a short-term basis so that they all build up to results on the long-term basis. We can all move the goalpost a lot more comfortably when we recognize that that's what we have to do to make everything work. But if two people on the team think we should move the goalpost and two people on the team think we just need to change our field position. And the other five people think we just need to change our playbook up a little bit and just go for it. Um, We're not going to get across the line. Certainly not together and probably not on time and rarely successfully. And that's where having that, that's where having that, that good clear understanding of what is the objective that we're trying to get to these are these are kind of in the moment decisions that we're that we're trying to make and and knowing and trusting that everyone else on the team is on the same page and has their their own right. activities and their own goals and they're executing on them as well and and when they're not everyone knows they're not and believes right. and, and and sees activity happening to help get that group or that team or that function back on its feet and and on schedule Awesome. So, so one last question um, before we before we go here, I want to know how have you adjusted your business and the way you and your teams work um, in these times, but also you know maybe an example of times where you've had to decide: do we change the goalpost? Do we change the activities? Like, give us some some you know actionable or or um, a real anecdote of of how you're uh, you know translating that these thoughts into your practices because um, that'd be fascinated to understand that. So what's happening um, with our business directly, um, we're we're in the business and primarily focusing on improving the consistency and revenue generation and the profitability that comes with more effective and faster execution of of, um, ultimate strategies. So in when times are slow, and this is this was the case during the Great Recession. This was the case right after nine eleven. This was the case after you, you named the negative economic impact sure, event. Sure. Um, that is the time when organizations should be doubling down on outbound. Yeah, should be doubling down on communication, on on really understanding who their best clients are, and making sure that those clients or prospective clients know. Here, here we are, and here's the value that we can bring to your business. And you know, let's start talking about what a partnership will look like 
so that when your gears start turning again, we are right there to help grease the cogs and keep it and keep it moving. So it's it's a matter of you know, in sales jargon, it's stuff the top of the funnel like yep. crazy, right? Yep. <laughs> now, and now is now is the time to do that, recognizing that when different regions start opening back up again in the in the current crisis, um, you'll be top of mind and, and be more prepared to grow along with the, the, the reopening and the, the re-expansion of the economy. Um, you know, when you think about it, if an organization has a six-month sales cycle time and they stop selling for three months, what they're doing is postponing their revenue generating by nine months. Mm-hmm. There's the three mm-hmm. months that they stopped and then the six months it's going to take to get that started and up and running again. Right. Whereas an organization that isn't postponing selling activity, but isn't able to close deals for three months, they're postponing revenue for three months, but picking up increased right. revenue the next six months. It's it's like um, grabbing yourself a larger piece of a smaller pie right. so that right. as the pie grows, you've got more to eat. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, I love that. I love that. That is definitely uh, that is definitely a philosophy that uh, I believe in very, very strongly. So, John, before we wrap up, what's one big takeaway, um, listeners here on, t- on strategic execution? Um, you know, in these times or generally, I'd love to. I'd love to leave everybody with one takeaway that you believe is is kind of the most important. You could you could um, give us here. Great and. Uh- you know, the, the biggest piece of advice that we can offer is um, no function, no CEO, no organization operates in a silo. And everyone in the organization is capable and able of doing their part when they know what that part is and they're held mm. accountable for getting it done. And if Fantastic. you can do that, uh, then you're on track for consistent growth. I love it. I love it. John, how do people get in touch with you? Give me a call directly. My, I'll give you my cell at 603-762-3710. Or jump on our website. Check out a little bit more about the, the different ways that we support businesses in this area. It's sidehillgroup.com. Or you can always send us an email to sales at sidehillgroup.com. Awesome. Awesome. And you're on LinkedIn too, yeah? It's yeah, a, it's, it's John favorite. Anderson, J-O-N, Anderson. Yep. And if you do with John Anderson and Side Hill, I, I usually pop right to the top for you. Fantastic. All right, everybody. Well, John, thanks for joining. A pleasure. Thanks for having me. This was fun. Yeah, I love it. Uh, well, everybody, thank you for listening. This was Intent Topics. I'm your host, Logan Kelly. We'll see you next time.